typically people aren't going to do reviews when things are great, but they're going to do reviews when things are bad. So I guess there's something else to that I didn't mention in the beginning, which is that this could also result in the reduction of reputation and poor reviews for your property. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air 
a syndication school episode that focuses on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for a lot of these episodes, especially the first batch of episodes, included free documents. These were free PowerPoint templates, PDF how-to guides, Excel calculator templates, things to help you along your apartment syndication journey. So make sure you check out those past episodes as well as all those free documents at syndicationschool.com. And today is going to be another one of those days where we give away a free document. I haven't given away a free document in a while. And so the document that will be given away for this episode, which you can find in the show notes, is going to be a make ready checklist. So nothing too fancy or too groundbreaking, but at the end of the day, when it comes to operating apartments or really any real estate in general, it's kind of the details that count. And one of the expenses that you will have are the turn to make ready costs. So whenever a unit goes vacant, generally you will inspect the unit to determine any damages that were caused so that you can not only address those damages, but also reduce the previous tenant's security deposit by whatever amount is necessary. So it could potentially result in an increase in expenses in two ways. One, you're not being compensated for damages that the residents did above the normal wear and tear. And at the same time, you might have a poor reputation in the market if someone moves into the unit and the washer and dryer doesn't work and there's still nails hanging in the walls. So what you're going to want to do, it's either going to be you or your management company, you're going to want to have a walkthrough of the unit once someone has moved out so you know exactly what you need to do in order to get the property ready for the next resident and so that the management company or you aren't doing the inspection from memory you want to have some sort of checklist prepared. And the checklist that we have available for you today for free is going to fit that need. So I'm going to quickly go over the checklist and how to use it, but I'm not going to go over every single item that you're going to want to check. All of that is in the document. But essentially what you want to do is you start on the outside and then you make your way in to the unit and every single room you want to check really every single thing in that room. So there's four different things you could check for each item in the room. It'll be completed, which means that, hey, I looked at that item. And then the other option would be replaced. And so let's say you look at the item and it needs to be replaced. Maybe it's completely missing and the tenant stole it or it's damaged beyond repair. So you check, okay, well, this is something that we need to replace. Or the other option might be that, okay, well, it's damaged, but I think it could be salvageable. I think it's something that can be simply repaired and then it'll be good to go. So you can check repair. And then there's going to be a non-applicable because not every single unit is going to have the same things in it. Not every single room is going to have the same things in it. And so if it's not there, you can check an A. And so you do this for every single item in the house. And so the categories we have in here are the mechanical. And so you're going to want to inspect the furnace, the air conditioner, and the water heater to make sure that they are functioning and that there is no damage to any of these. Depending on the type of apartment, there might not be individual water heaters or individual air conditioners or individual furnaces. 
if you're in one of those large skyscraper mid-rise complexes, it's likely that they're shared. And so you won't have to do that for those. But at the very least, you want to make sure that it's working in the unit. Next is the laundry. So if there are washer and dryers, you're obviously going to want to check those. If there's not washer and dryers, you're going to check the connections and make sure that all the different nuts and bolts are operating properly. If there are any leaks or any issues. And then now that you're inside the house for all these rooms, you're going to want to also check the same things in each room. So the light fixtures, the light bulbs, the light switches, the electrical outlets, the HVAC registers, the walls, the ceilings, and the baseboards. So again, this is super detailed. And again, you want this to be very detailed because you want to provide high quality product to residents. And you might not think that a nick on a door or a nail on the wall or damaged floorboard might not be that big of a deal to you, but it's the little things that make your units pop, that make the units high quality. And typically people aren't going to do reviews when things are great, but they're going to do reviews when things are bad. So I guess that's something else too that I didn't mention in the beginning, which is that this could also result in the reduction of reputation and poor reviews for your property they move in and things are damaged. See, I think I might've mentioned that. So again, but laundry might not be in the unit. They might not have laundry. So if that's not the case, you don't want to look at that. Next would be the entrance. So you want to inspect the outer aspect of the entry and the inner aspect of the entry to make sure everything's working and nothing is broken or missing. And then you're going to enter into the living room and check everything. So once you enter into these rooms, the new things would be any of the things related to the windows, to the open, are the blinds there, the screens there. You also want to take a look at all of the smoke alarms and CO2 detectors to make sure those are functioning properly. And then you want to check out the patios and the balconies if those exist. Again, just making sure everything works properly. The kitchens and the bathrooms are where you're going to be spending most of your time just because there's the most moving parts in there. But when you go to the kitchen, what you're inspecting is every single thing that the resident might use. And so you don't want to just look at everything and say, okay, everything looks good. You want to test everything as well when it comes to the kitchen. So you want to test to make sure that the oven works and that the various settings of the oven works, broil and bake, that the actual range elements work. There should be a hood and a hood filter to make sure the hood (laughs) actually works. Same thing with the fridge. Is the fridge on? Do the temperatures work? Is the ice maker working? Does the sink work? Are there any leaks in the sink? Is the sink actually draining? Does the garbage disposal work? Same with dishwasher. Is the dishwasher working? Is the microwave working? And they want to check every single cabinet to make sure that there's no damage to those cabinets. That's a big one because the cabinet might look good on the outside, but you might pull open a door and lo and behold, one of the hinges isn't connected properly and the door falls off, right? It's not going to want to be the first thing a new resident experiences when they move into your unit is they open up a cabinet door and the cabinet door falls off on top of their head. And then next is the dining room. Pretty simple things in there. Nothing too fancy. Essentially the exact same as the living room. The bedrooms, again, still are nothing fancy. Only main difference here would be making sure that the doors actually lock from the outside. Well, I guess they walk from the inside, but you can't enter from the outside and that the closet isn't damaged. So obviously the closet is going to be a high traffic area, just like the entryway, just like the kitchen cabinets. So the high entry areas might take a little bit more time to inspect, but in the closet, make sure that any of the racking of the rods are secure and then actually there and they're not damaged. The closet doors open and close properly and that they're not damaged. So you're going to want to do this for each of the bedrooms. So right now we've got it set up for two bedrooms. But you could very easily just copy and paste and add a third or a fourth bedroom. 
Or you can remove one of the bedrooms if it's only a, a single unit. Or a studio unit, I guess you can technically remove both bedrooms. Now, besides the kitchen, the next pretty intensive spot would be the bathrooms. Because there's a lot of different things you want to check. So again, you don't want to just walk into the bathroom and look and say, hey, right, I think it looks good. You want to check to make sure that the toilet works, flushes properly, refills up. Make sure that the shower head turns on, the tub faucet turns on. Make sure that everything draining properly. In the shower, you want to check to make sure that none of the tile is damaged or molded or has any water damage. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce them, but they're like it's called S Cuchians. It's those uh, you know the ring that's connected to the wall for the shower head or for the tub. Right, lots of times those are no longer connected and they're kind of just sitting up there. If you touch them, they fall off. So you want to make sure you check all of those. Again, something small, but it's something that's going to be annoying to a resident if they move in there and their escuchan, or however you pronounce it, is damaged. Same thing with the sink. Does the sink turn on? Does the hot water work? The cold water work? I guess that applies to the shower or tub as well. But make sure everything's draining properly, that there aren't any leaks in the P-trap at the bottom. Make sure there's any damage to the vanity. Make sure all the cabinet doors work properly. If there's a medicine cabinet mirror, make sure that's not scratched or anything. And then again, the standard things from there. So we've got two bathrooms that you can inspect using this make-ready checklist. If there's more than two bathrooms, again, make sure you add. <laughs> if there's less than two bathrooms, you can subtract one of them. So what you're going to do after you've gone through this entire checklist is you can then have a quick, handy guide to know, do all I need to do is just clean and then we're good to go? Or is there something else that I need to repair or something else that I need to replace? before this unit is ready to be rented again. And then you can give it to your maintenance person or whatever your process is going to be. They can address everything and then the unit is ready to be rented again. So again, this is the Make Ready Checklist. You can get that for free at syndicationschool.com or in the show notes of this episode. So that's all I have, a short one, short and sweet, but again, super important to making sure that your unit is very high quality, everything works, Everything looks good for when that new resident comes in. Their first impression is, wow, this is a very clean, slick, functioning apartment. <laughs> I want to stay here forever. Versus, oh, my S. Kutchian just fell off of my shower head. I will figure out one day how to pronounce that word, I promise. All right, so thank you for tuning in, as always. Besides this episode, make sure you check out some of our other syndication school episodes on the how-tos of apartment syndications. Download this free document, download the other free documents that we have, and have a best ever day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you serious about taking the first step in the gateway to financial freedom? Then join Jake and Gino on a four-week course that will teach you how to become a multifamily real estate investor. Go to jakeandgino.com. That's J-A-K-E-A-N-D-G-I-N-O.com.